fight you, including Jake the Snake Roberts, the Barbarian, the model Rick Martel, the Berserker, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Nasty Boy Sags, Repo Man, Sergeant Slaughter, alleged real-world champion Ric Flair, Hercules, Colonel Mustafa, the Macho Man Randy Savage, Skinner, the British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith, the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, Haku, Shawn Michaels, the Warlord, El Matador, Sid Justice, IRS, Nikolai Volkov, the Texas Tornado, Virgil, The Undertaker, the Big Boss Man, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Superfly Snooker, and the Immortal Hulk Hogan. It's time to rumble! It's time for the Royal Rumble! Hello, all you bullshitters. We're back second week in a row, Tom. This is a, this is pretty outstanding. Um, Covidy. No, no. I'm still coughing. If anyone that cares out there. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, it sucks. I, I haven't had a cigar in over a week now. Um, so I, uh, I'm just kind of having a glass. I haven't, I, I, I haven't really been drinking beer anymore. So I'm, I've been kind of having a glass of vodka on the rocks. It's the only time I really drink it's on Thursdays when I do the podcast because I can't smoke a cigar. So I got to do something. <laughs> um... So we uh, we have a very special show today. Uh, we haven't done something like this since uh, episode ten. We're gonna do a little, yes. gonna do a little bit of a watch along. Yes. To uh, celebrate the th- yes the thirtieth anniversary of the nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble. <coughs> um. So if you haven't seen this yet. First of all, if you haven't seen the 1992 Royal Rumble and you're a fan of wrestling, I highly recommend watching it first and listening to it, because obviously we can't have any sound. There'll be too much going on on the podcast. But you need to listen, just, if anything, for the commentary alone between Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon, it's considered the pinnacle of wrestling commentary. This event. It was was an excellent show. This was... Hands down. This was probably one of the best Royal Rumbles. It, it's considered the best Royal Rumble of all time. Just yeah. Not only for the winner, not only for the commentary, but if you look up and down that list, it's just Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer after Hall of Famer. It's just, I mean, you got Macho Man in there, The Undertaker, Hogan, Piper. Flair, Piper. Yeah, just so many people in there. So it's considered. And the big thing about this was it, this was a big Royal Rumble because it wasn't <laughs> like the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first time ever the World Championship was on the line. Um, about a m- month and a half prior to this, there was controversy in the match at Tuesday in Texas with Hogan and Undertaker, and President Jack Tunney put the title up for grabs in the, in the 30-man Royal Rumble, and that brings us to where we are today. So yeah, but uh, we're, we we started this. It started with uh, Howard Finkel being out there, mm-hmm. and we, I'm not trying to rush you there, Joe. But uh, we're already getting into the action. Um, Howard Finkel was Wait, on. Did you he start brought it? out Jack Tunney with the belt, 
they did a little bit of a brief of what's going on, and right now the British Bulldog has been introduced Wait, as on, the first. I, I didn't start it yet. <laughs> I didn't start it. Go back. Oh, I dropped. I gave you the countdown so that you could start it. I thought you gave me the countdown for the show. No, no, the countdown for the Rumble to start. Well, rewind it back, baby. <laughs> I was, I was, I was three minutes in, ready to go. Well, do you want to start three minutes in? <laughs> No, no, we can go from, we can start back over. Okay. We, we can continue at the beginning then. Rewind, yeah, rewind it, rewind it. All right, we're, we're rewinding that. Okay, all right. We won't even edit this shit out. No. We just keep it right in. Fuck that. Fuck that. That's the, we're, we're about the people, and this is what happens with people. We fuck up sometimes. <laughs> just It just goes to show that we are not Gorilla or Bobby. <clears throat> no, we definitely aren't. <laughs> all right, so now, finally... Let's count down. We'll count down from five. And at the, at, okay. We'll say five, four, three, two, one. Play. When I hear, when you hear play, hit play. We're watching this on YouTube. Now you don't have to worry about it getting removed because it was put up by WWE themselves. So there's yes. no chance of it getting pulled down or anything. You're not going to get in trouble or any shit like that. And we'll actually put the link on our social media there so that go. you can have an easier access yeah. to it. Or you can watch on Peacock too if you'd rather watch on there. But it's yeah. easier to find on YouTube. <clears throat> All right, so here we go. Now I'm going to hit this again. I'm going to count down. When I say play, you push that play button. Are you ready, Tom? I'm hitting it th- this time for real. Okay, here we go. So in five, four, three, two, one, play. And here we go. Yes. Now they're showing the uh, the crowd. Uh, now this took place at the Knicker, well, was it at the time, it was known as the Knickerbocker Arena. Yes. It was in Albany, New York. Albany. Uh, not, be, not far from us. No, not at all. I actually saw Poison there. I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers there. Very nice. Uh, it became the Pepsi Arena. I believe now it's called the MVP Arena, I want to say. I can't remember. I, I drove by it like a week ago. MVP not Arena. Not a week ago. Maybe like two, three weeks ago. Yeah, MVP Arena. Um, it was uh, built and opened in January of 1990. Uh, it also would not be the last time that... Um, any uh, special WWE things happened there. This is also the place where uh, Steve Austin came out in the beer truck and splashed Vince right, and everybody with it. With it. Um, Edge won his first ever world championship by beating John Cena for the WWE title in 2006. So uh, quite a lot of stuff has happened there in this arena. Very legendary arena for WWE. Yes. <laughs> the one thing I do love about this is they still have the old school logo. Like th- that was the one good thing consistently with WWF back mm-hmm. in the day. They kept the same logos. They didn't change it up. It was always that like kind of the same thing. The block style, yeah. 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 Well, I would say it hasn't really changed all that much. I think it's only changed twice after this for the Attitude Area, and then what's what it is now, which is just W the two Ws, which is. Looks like shit. There's Jack Tunney. I always like Jack Tunney. It's weird. Like, I can remember him vividly, and then there was like a brief period where I stopped watching, and he was gone. Yeah, that's when Girl Monsoon became present. Yeah. I think they kind of did away with that once everyone figured out Vince McMahon ran shit, and <laughs> not some, yeah. some president. <coughs> So, yeah, so was, like, Jack Tunney an actor during all of this, no, or did Jack he actually Tunney, have any... No, so Jack Tunney was um, part of... Well, here comes number one, the British Bulldog. Um, so Jack Tunney 
Jack Tunney's family actually ran a their own wrestling company in the Ontario region. So like you know how like all the provinces. Okay, had, so he like, was he was a like Quebec was, was back no, in the territory. Yeah, so Quebec was like the Rougeaus, Calgary, Alberta was like the Hearts, uh, Ontario Hearts. was the Tunnies. And basically, okay. they helped this man okay. kind of get into Canada, like not <laughs> not across the border, but like uh, like television wise, television contracts, and getting WWF into Canada. So as a, sort of like a thank you, he made Jack Tunney like he gave him like a, pretty much a job as an on-screen president. Here, here comes the million dollar man. So Tunney was not a coyote. Uh, no, no, he was not. He was not a coyote. <laughs> Look at Cherry, Jesus Lord. I mean, good God. Do her represent? Would, would you? Yes, yes, I would. Yeah, I, I think I would too. I think I would too. Think how she would scream. Oh God, <laughs> she'd probably like stab you afterwards. But so yeah, so we got to start off two two very good wrestlers here. Uh, one no longer with us, and one of them possibly one of the greatest heel characters. I, where I, his character was just such a good heel. <coughs> I will always say he has the greatest gimmick of all time. To me, there's just no better gimmick than a rich, like a, just, it's, it's such a relate, not a relatable gimmick, but it's just a very grounded gimmick where like, it's very realistic. Yeah. I, I actually hit a commercial. Did you get a commercial? I did as well. Oh. I, I hit a commercial. All right, cool. It's almost done. Hit skip ads. <laughs> I'm not going to skip the ad, let it, let because then we'll be on the same page. Okay, that, that works. This will give us time to, to talk about things. Right. But, are, you, uh, are you on a second commercial now? <laughs> nope, I'm still on the egg corn one. Okay. Mine don't, I got 20 seconds left. <laughs> okay. That should be interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I always thought he had one of the best gimmicks of all time, and... Um, just an all-around fantastic, fantastic wrestler was Ted DiBiase. Bulldog was good too. I always kind of like Bulldog. Bulldog. He always had to me. He always had to be a good guy. When he had that like one phase when he was with the Hart Foundation mm-hmm. and he wasn't good, it just wasn't. It wasn't the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he wasn't a bad guy. All right, I'm gonna skip the ad here because I am. Like it was like a minute. Oh yeah, like I'm uh, I'm already I'm already in the action. I'm at four minutes and twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Okay, I'm gonna have to fast forward. <laughs> That's the here. bad thing about YouTube is that you never know when these commercials are gonna pop up. <coughs> so you're at four minutes and what? Now I'm at four minutes and thirty forty seconds. I I, <laughs> I somehow launched that right up to catch with you. Nice. I mean, when you really oh, look at there it, goes though, goes DiBiase. <laughs> yep, DiBiase is gone. Which is, you know what? For such a good character, he that that, that was a raw deal right there. What do you mean? Him getting out that quick? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think uh, he's been showcased so many times in other rumbles. Like he lasted a long time. Um, yeah. But I remember being disappointed he didn't last longer than this. Now, why was he not with Virgil at that point? Oh, Virgil, uh, about a, y- a year prior to this, oh, here comes Flair. 
again, if you haven't seen this before, it's worth watching this with the commentary because Keenan at this point is flipping out. Oh, so a year prior to this, uh, at the 91 Rumble, Virgil turned face and uh, turned on DiBiase. Okay, so that, that was the turn then. I just wasn't sure of the time frame of the turn. Yeah, it was a year before this. Virgil actually was like pretty popular for a little bit. Um, and now he's just a lonely, lonely man. <coughs> yeah, well, that's because you know, everyone hated DiBiase. DiBiase yeah. was such a good bad guy that everyone hated him. And there's Mr. Perfect, who unfortunately was not in this rumble. If you actually see what he wore down there, he wore the butterfly robe. Mm -hmm. And I just watched an episode of WWE Most Treasured. I watched that episode. And they talk about this. It was an extremely long one. It was one of the few, I think there was only like two of them that were two hours. Yeah. And this was one of them. And that robe went for like ridiculous amount of oh, money. Yeah. They like, had, I think it was like 115000 with all the trades that they did. Yeah, they had trouble tracking that robe down. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good episode. But every one of every one of Flair's robes were handmade. Isn't that something? Yeah. And it, it but just, it shows again where you, if you will, he was the. I hate to say it because it was a lower promotion than WWF, but he was like the poor man's DiBiase in, in a way. Pretty much, yeah. But he was more of a playboy, where I think DiBiase was more of just a greedy guy. Yeah, DiBiase was like. Um... I want to say like a Wall Street money guy, where you're right, like Flair was like the playboy. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, always, <coughs> I always looked at, at DiBiase like Scrooge McDuck. Mm -hmm. He wanted all the money. Yeah, that's... He wanted to go diving into a big thing of coins. That's a very good analogy. All right, we're counting on to number four now. And it's, uh, who is it? One of the nasty boys. It's Jerry Sag. Yes, it is. Um, now, now, when you look at this, all th four, three out of the four came down with a uh, manager slash valet. They did. Mm -hmm. They did. Yeah, everyone except Bulldog. Yep. Um, so now, obviously, Jerry Sags is part of the nasty boys. Uh, his partner was supposed to be in this rumble, but he had to pull out, and it was replaced by Haku. And I actually did not know this until this week, uh, last couple of days. I got another ad, did you? Yes, I have another ad. All right, when it says skip ad, skip it. Yep. All right. Um, so anyway, uh, Brian Nobbs, uh, he was stabbed two, I'm nights, back. two nights prior uh, after an event. So he had to pull out. Some fans stabbed him. Oh, that was the stabbing incident? There's been many stabbing incidents. But I remember that one. They said that he was out for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, so only only one of them is going to be in this rumble. Now, when you look at Flair, it, it, Flair is like a... It, he is kind of like an anomaly when it comes to wrestling. Because when he started, he was like... He was almost like Bulldog-esque. Like, he was big. Mm -hmm. And then he got cut... And now he's like almost like a working man's big guy. Who's that, Flair? Like he's got a little bit of like the, the beer gut, and he's not like in great, great shape. Yeah. Well, he always wasn't always... <sighs> Flair's definitely... Like, he wasn't a steroid guy. You, you no. wouldn't look at Flair and say, oh, he took steroids. But he had a, he had a decent physique to him. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a little bit of flab... 
Like, I think he just did the bare minimum at the gym, really. I think once he got popular, it, it, actually, you know what, I'm going to say, it was probably from the boozing. <laughs> Could be that, too. You That's, know? And speak of Haku, here he is. <coughs> now, is this, this was pre or post King Haku? No, oh, this is post. Years. Years post. Okay. King Haku was like 88, 89. All right. Somewhere around there, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is definitely long after after he was king. Now, would this be, with the pants, is, he, is this part of the Islanders? At this point, at this point, I think Haku was just kind of there, you know? Okay. You know, he was just, like, again, like I like I said before, he he replaced That's Brian Knobs. He, so he wasn't even supposed to be in this. And he this wasn't Andre. No, Andre. That was that was nineteen ninety. Okay. So yeah, again, he was just kind of there. I I couldn't even tell you if I he probably like wrestled on superstars every every now and then and beat Barry Horowitz. <laughs> you know. See, this is what's good about this because I'm terrible with dates and times. I remember incidents, mm-hmm. but I can't remember the exact thing. Where you are more of the uh, statistician, if you will. Well, thank you, thank you. I take my wrestling knowledge very seriously. Mm-hmm. Now, did you watch this live? I never got the pay-per-view live. My parents were too cheap. Ah. Now, you see, uh, this is where I... St- this is... I love this Rumble. It's not my favorite Rumble. And I think one of the reasons why is because... What happens I, at the end? No, well, that too. But I didn't watch this live. Well, I sort of watched this live. I watched it like the Spice Channel, <laughs> where I just kind of watch it between the lines and just listen to it. Uh, this is the point where my dad stopped paying for pay-per-views. Okay. Yeah. That Survivor hey, Series. This is around the time where my aunt and uncle had a uh, data box. <coughs> yeah. And they used to record it for me, but they lived up in Monticello, and it wasn't like an easy trip up there. So, uh, Shawn Michaels is making his yes. entrance now. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would have to go up there like a month later, and, and I'd get like six of them. Yeah, um, my aunt and uncle also had that box. So I would get <laughs> like a the pay per views, and then I'd come home and continually. Yeah, my aunt and uncle also had that box, so they recorded this for me. And I think like a week later, yeah, we went to their house, and he gave me the tape. So I was, so I do have it on tape somewhere. I just got in a commercial. Um, now look at. Well, right now in the ring, because it's, yeah, I'm, I just went to commercial as well. Right, you had Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. you had Ric Flair, and you had the British Bulldog. Think how much booze and drugs were in that in their I mean, system at that given point. Yeah, especially Bulldog. Bulldog yeah. wouldn't be around too much. No, no, he had like another, little less than a year, he'd be gone. Flair would be gone in a year. Shawn Michaels is the only one that really kind of lasted between the three of these guys. Yeah. Um, but about a week, no, two weeks after this, I saw my very first ever wrestling live event at Madison Square Garden, and he came out. And I'll never forget, he came out to that rap, that song "Rhapsody in Blue." Okay. So th- it was like a very brief because everyone remembers him, remembers him coming out to "Sexy Boy," but there was a very brief period when he turned on Janetti and before Sherry became his manager. Where he was just kind of like, 
he he really had no like gimmick or anything. He was kind of like in limbo, and that was his theme song. So like it's kind of funny. I kind of caught that. I was able to kind of see that character before it really kind of developed into what it became. <coughs> it's funny because he continues. Flair and him have done things their entire career, and he just and Shawn Michaels just did it where he lands up on the. Uh, yeah. Like kind of sandwiching across the uh, top rope, mm-hmm. and then gets um, his balls caught on yeah. the ropes. Yeah, he always does. It's, it. And then Flair did the, you know, where he would just get fucking thrown around and then just drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had their signatures. You got Tito Santana, El Matador in the ring. This was the El Matador time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like sort of like the, the twilight of his career. I mean, when you think about it, he was one of the top, for someone who really wasn't, if you will, a, he was a, a wrestler, but he was more of a teacher. He was literally teaching while this was all going on. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a day job. Did he at the same What's that? Was he teaching at the same time? Yeah, I think he was. Oh, really? <laughs> so he had, like, a day job, and at night, he was a... a he was moonlighting as a fucking wrestler, and he was he's like that rockin', you know, rockin' wrestling connection. Mm-hmm. He was big. Oh yeah, I mean, he was a very I mean, between Strike Force and you know, he. Yeah, he always was. He, he always kind of held a championship, either Intercontinental or tag team. Like, I don't think he gets enough credit. Like, he's a. I think he was just like a very good like workhorse. You know, like he was never going to be a, a world yeah. champion, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you look at this. The bulldog's been in there for what? Probably about twenty-five minutes now. Twenty minutes. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, close to it. Oh no, fifteen. <laughs> Is it only fifteen? Yeah, we're not that long. Well, was it? Was it every three minutes? It was every two. They always change it. They always say. It was, I think at this point it was two minutes. Every two minutes. Okay, it was every two minutes. Now we got the Barbarian. Wow, when you think about it. What's his name? Joey Morell is out there. He's dead. Yeah. Bulldog is dead. Mm-hmm. That's Sherry's it. Sherry's dead. Who? Sherry. Sherry, yeah. Oh, shit. Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect, uh. Do you have it? Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a lot of dead people right now. Yeah, you sure do. Flair's liver. Flair's, yeah. Who knows even had a liver at this point? Yeah, it's it's. If you think, I mean, this one isn't as. Yeah, this one isn't as. If you watch like ninety, like if you look at the ninety rumble or like. WrestleMania six, like half the roster's dead. Yeah, half of them are gone. <coughs> I mean, when you think about this right now, I don't know where you're at because I think we kind of got off on our times, but we're in the relative same area. The Barbarian held up the Bulldog, who was probably what two sixty. Yeah, he held him up there for a good like twenty seconds, yeah. just over his head. I saw. I mean, these guys were fucking massive guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, these guys weren't a joke. I mean, you think wrestling's fake and shit. But these guys, like, they lifted. And they, like, they, like, 
bend the bar lift, you know? They were no joke. And it's funny, because the smallest guy in there is Shawn Michaels, who's not a small guy to begin with. Then Flair, then probably Tito, I would say. Because Flair's a little flabby in this one. Tito's still got a little bit of definition. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, th- that's a whole lot of, like, man in there right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <coughs> I kind of lost count, but we have uh, someone else coming in now. Who is it? Oh, another dead guy. Texas Tornado. Carry I'm at nine out. seconds, so I still I still don't know who's coming so down. You know, you're nine seconds behind me. <laughs> yeah, I'm nine seconds behind you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yep. And he's number nine. <laughs> now, this is... Right now, he's wrestling with one leg, correct? Yes. Yeah. Because when he came over to WWF, he had already lost it. Oh, yeah. he. I think he always wrestled with one leg. I think he lost it, like, early 80s? Maybe late was it 70s? Early 80s? I thought it was... I thought it was after a few of the brothers died. You know what? I am not really sure. Uh, I'll have to take a look. And I thought it was... The, yeah, right there is Flair's infamous... Yep. Flop thing. I saw it, too. <laughs> Excuse my cough, and, like, I'm really... This fucking shit won't go away. It's weird, though. When you look at... It, like, Kerry Von Erich, one of the biggest wrestlers in Texas. I mean, mm-hmm. the family is just known for, you know, producing... I mean, what were their five brothers? They all wrestled. Fritz was the, you know, the patriarch of it. And they bring him in, and he's doing friggin' spinny fucking punches. I mean, it, it, certain times, McMahon really did drop the ball when it came to characters. Mm-hmm. And I think with Kerry Von Erich, he really did drop the ball on that one. He did. Um, 86, so you were right. 86, he had the, the motorcycle accident. Um. Yeah, he, I would say he did. The thing, though, is that Kerry <coughs> <coughs> Von Erich wasn't really, out of all the brothers, David Von Erich was the one that everyone sort of saw as, like, the big star. He was the guy that was yeah. supposed to win against Flair for the NWA title. But when he died, they had to kind of replace him with somebody, another Von Erich, and they chose kind of Kerry, I guess. So, well, Kerry was the more physique guy. Yeah, but he wasn't a good talker. And I think that's no. what sort of kind of drowned him in WWF. Now, here comes Repo Man, uh, also known as Smash from Demolition. Barry Darso. Yes. <laughs> did you like Repo Man? I did like Repo Man, actually. I, I, did, I did, too. I always got a kick out of his gimmick. Yeah. Like conniving, scheming. Yeah. Like, Almost yeah, very was, dastardly. But yeah, not he, as dastardly as someone we know. No, not as dastardly. Uh, it's a, it is a silly gimmick, but, you know, it, it's... It did alright. I mean... It has been worse. Now, this is, this is the part I always liked. Because, think about this. Like, this is a lot of choreography here. You got what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys in the ring right now. Mm-hmm. For them to all be doing all these moves and not hitting each other by accident, and to be able to like kind of orchestrate this. Yeah. Excellent. Oh yeah. It's. I mean, I couldn't. I think for the most part, a lot of this is just kind of winging it. 
like yeah whisper fighting yeah kind of and just like oh just just pummel me in the corner but you got to remember when to go out you know like yes. that that i could see being a pain yes and knowing the clock too because you know you, you got to be do it within 2 minutes mhm yeah you know you have a small window to get beat up and get thrown out it's right. you know like I think there's been incidents in the past where guys have forgotten to go out or they've gone out accidentally. So there could be a lot of confusion. All right, here comes number eleven, I think. Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yeah, number eleven. He was another guy I always kind of liked. Like, he just was always yeah. sort of there. <clears throat> but a great wrestler. And him and Flair, who he's fighting now, had, a, like, a pretty pretty good rivalry in NWA. Oh, yeah. Well, him and, him and Piper as well. Oh, yeah. They had that brutal dog collar match. Yeah. That's the one where Piper lost uh, his hearing. Mm-hmm. In his one ear. Yeah. I think he's just one of those guys that doesn't get enough credit. Like he was no, a damn good wrestler. guy, and he he held titles. He was he was a great tag team wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know him in the honky tonk. Him in uh, what's his name? He was with uh, Brutus. Brutus. Yeah, the dream Br- team. Brother Brutus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the dream team. Yeah, <clears throat> and again, like he always reminded me of a mini Dusty Rhodes. His body shape. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a like a plum or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not like he ever ate a plum. It was yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think the old school way that they did Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble were always my favorite. Even though WrestleMania was the the marquee one, mm-hmm. you know, it was the that was their Super Bowl of wrestling. These were always way more entertaining. Oh, absolutely. I always loved Survivor Series and Royal Rumble because it was just like these... It wasn't just straight-up matches. It was just like a lot going on, and like you'd see... Especially this one, like you'd see like good guys fight good guys or bad guys fight bad guys. Yeah. It was it was special. <coughs> Survivor Series made a lot of build-up because you had to have these teams. Like There was a, a storyline that went into it. Yeah. And this one was integral because it came... This one was what set up WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So I think this one actually had more importance. Oh, absolutely. Because if it wasn't for this, who, you know, WrestleMania would have been just, oh, here's another dead one. Yeah. Yep. Nikolai Volkov. Um, yeah, definitely. It, it's, I will say, I mean, it really is, um, the Rumble is still a huge deal, but, I just watched 1989's a couple weeks ago, um, and I believe the next Rumble is next weekend. This 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 year's Rumble. <coughs> it ain't the same. It's not as fun as it used to be. The the one thing they they kind of do now, which is I like, they have where the guy makes entrance. They have the entrance music for okay. the guy. So I kind of like that. But it's just too many like stupid spots. Um, like the whole like. Two feet have to touch the floor, so like guys will walk on their hands if they get eliminated, and come back in the ring. It's just it. They make it like a joke, and I and I hate that. This right here is just. And there goes Nikolai. Uh, this right here is just. Um, 
what it should be. And somewhere along the way, and I blame the fans mostly, uh, somewhere along the way it kind of just like lost itself. It's funny you brought up earlier about your first event was uh, then. My first event was actually with Nikolai. It was Nikolai versus Sergeant Slaughter way back in like the, it might have been like 85. Really? I was a young kid. And all I remember Sergeant Slaughter then, and it was actually at the Westchester uh, Civic Center or whatever mm. the hell it's called, Community Center. Yeah. And that was the first one I ever went to, but I, I don't remember too much of it. I remember Sergeant Slaughter <coughs> being there though. Huh. Uh, this is one of my favorites, the Big Boss Man. One of my all-time favorites at number 13. We're almost halfway there. Who is also dead. Yeah, he's dead too. That's one. Of, he's one of the ones that when he died at night, it kind of shook me a little bit. Because I, I love Big Boss Man. Yeah, well, who's going to keep nails in check? That That's what I mean. I was... And I was scared he was going to come kill everybody. Yeah. Now, we still have the British Bulldog in. Yes. We still have Tito. We still mm-hmm. have Flair. Mm-hmm. And we still have Shawn Michaels. These are, these guys have been in there for a long time now. Yeah. We missed some people going out because uh, Valentine's not in there anymore. And Nikolai Volkov's gone. Yeah. And Repo Man just let, went. <laughs> okay, I... Repo going, yep. And I love it. He gets eliminated and still keeps in character. Yeah, he's. I always loved that. I remember that when that, that part when that happened. I always loved that part. So you were watching wrestling around this time, right? Oh yeah, I was big in the wrestling at this time. Okay, but I can't remember. I can't remember dates. I like I said, I just remember events <coughs> and characters and things that they were doing right i just dates for me they just all kind of mush together i got you listen i I mean it's it's that's what happens you know and the bulldog is out eliminated by flair yes um yeah this is the texas tornado eliminated by flair yep so i'm a little ahead of you i just oh i just saw (laughs) two guys just went over Another one, well, I'll, I'll let you catch up. Wow, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'm a little bit behind you, but Boss Man did a boot. Uh, there goes Tito and Sean. So I, uh, that's what I got. And now we have... Uh, Jake. Is that Jake? That is the Mighty Hercules. Oh, it is. I'm watching on my cell phone, so I got my cell phone here and my iPad above it so I can see you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little bit hard. But wow, he... he He really looks, if you look at him quick, and especially on a small screen like I am, he really looks like Jake. The receding hairline, the mullet. He does. At this point, yeah, he does. Because his hair is slicked back. Yeah. Yeah, he was also, he was another one of my favorites, Hercules. Yes, with the chain. Yeah, I liked, and I like Power and Glory. I thought they had one of the coolest finishing moves ever. And Hercules is no longer with us as well. Nope, he's dead also. So you got four guys in there. Two of them are dead. <coughs> and there goes Barbarian. And, nope. Which is weird. Because 
Titans ball down the boss man and flare. Time you froze, just so you know. Bossman comes off the ropes, clothesline to Ric Flair. You froze. What's that? You froze. I didn't hear a word you said. Oh. <laughs> What'd you say? Bossman was good at this point, right? I was saying Bossman was good at this point. Yeah, oh yeah, he was a good guy. He's been a good guy for a while at this point. And now Bossman's gone. And Flair's the only one in the ring. So we're up to number uh, number fifteen is about to come out now. <coughs> the halfway point. Thank you for staying with us. If you stay with us this long, when <laughs> Flair did his flop. Yep. <coughs> God damn. Also, getting back to that one episode that we watched with the um, the most treasured. The, these boots were part of that as well. Were they really? They were part of the bargaining. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. That was it was stolen or something from uh, in like the late nineties, and like, and they found it on eBay around the area where he lost it, which was just amazing. Yeah, in Tennessee, I think. Yeah, it was somewhere down there. Now, I was watching this, and because I loved Piper, and mm-hmm. the more I, as I'm getting older, I I more appreciate his commentary. Piper, yeah. But Piper, if you watch him in this, he's a little reckless. What do you mean? Like he's rowdy. He, he is, but like the clothesline that he just had on the outside, there was not a very good. Like it was, it wasn't a very good clothesline. But Flair went down and sold it. Mm-hmm. He jumped up on Flair when he first got in, and it was like kind of yeah. like it. It wasn't like great. He didn't sell the the neck thing right there. There's another move that he doesn't he doesn't sell. So I don't know if. Piper and and I know that they were friends, but was I wonder if Piper was doing this a little stiff. <coughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I I, I did yeah, like notice right he, there, he tried to do the uh, the, the atomic the knee drop. drop, and he you know he just kind of shrugged it off and poked him in the eye. Yep. Yep. <laughs> now he's in the airplanes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, um, I mean that was Piper's kind of gimmick. Like, I guess it was just. But they again; these guys knew 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 each other for a really long time. Oh yeah, so, he was the one who got him over from Seattle. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Piper. I, the more I watch Piper, and the more I'm actually watching Flair now, they are rapidly moving up on like my all time favorite list. Piper, like, yeah, they were low. They're moving way up. Yeah, you know what? I, I I I always liked I really liked Roddy Piper, but I I don't think he'd be in my top ten. This guy though would be in my top ten. Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, think about it. Right now, in the ring, you have three of the best people on the mic. Oh yeah. Oh my God, yeah. And Jake Roberts. I mean, if you do Dusty in there, that might be like the. I mean, when you think. About if you put Dusty in there, that might be the the Mount Rushmore of talkers. It's arguably a good a Mount Rushmore. And yeah. this is when Jake Roberts was bad, and his promos were amazing at this point. Yeah. Even right now, what he did, when he slid in the ring and just kind of went against the turnbuckle and sat there, mm-hmm. it was just such a good part of his gimmick <coughs> that, like, mm-hmm. he was just perfect at it. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was... He was he 
he had a good psychology for wrestling. Yes. Everyone says that if he didn't do drugs or drink, he could have been a great like backstage guy. Yeah. Like with putting matches together and developing characters, he would have been like a Pat Patterson. Like yeah. that legendary. But drugs just dra- dragged him down, man. So it's a well, shame know, what could have been. When you think about it though, like look at what his old man did to him and that family yeah. essentially. Well listen, like no one's no one's no one's saying he uh didn't have a reason to do drugs, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, shit that shit fucks you up. But it just sucks that had to happen. And it wasn't even really that that did it. He got hurt. Um, he uh, had a, did a promo with Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man smashed a guitar over his head. And I guess it wasn't it was a legit guitar. It was legit. And it, like, it hurt his neck. So he started popping pain pills to kind of help with that. And that one thing led to another. And drug addiction. And then crack. And then, yeah, crack. Well, I think he's he's been clean and sober for like a really long time now, which is a lot of people thought he'd be dead, and uh, yes. he's still going strong. Thank God. I mean, when you think about it, between him and Flair, who would have thought they'd be the two that are still alive? I mean, really? Yeah. Now here's another one. I always loved him <coughs> as a kid, and he was a great kid character. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's I, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, I loved Hacksaw. And he's a new a fellow New Yorker. Sure is from Glen Falls. Glen Falls, yep. Yeah, he uh, had his bouts with cancer in the last uh, couple of months. Uh, he had to go to the hospital. He's doing better now, so that, that's yeah. that's always good to hear. But another guy I always liked. I always like always the one funny. What was that? Oh yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, well, what I was gonna say was, um, <laughs> it's funny that you you know you look at Hacksaw, and he, a, a guy who was always a good guy, mm-hmm. and Ex- he gets caught with friggin' Iron Sheik doing. Having friggin' drugs in the car. Yeah, well, that's he Bring went away for a while. And everything. Yeah, he went away for a while from WWF, and then he came back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that well, that's. I think they were more pissed at the fact that he was with the Iron Sheik because they were fighting, yeah. they were feuding at the time. I don't think yeah. they gave a shit about the drugs. I think it was just the fact that he got caught no. breaking kayfabe, and that's why he got fired. Yeah. But, I mean, what are you gonna do? But you said he was always a good guy. If you ever see some of his Mid-South stuff, um, he was a bad guy for some of it, which was just so weird to see. Um, he has a, yeah. a match with Ted DiBiase. Well, I'm always saying the yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a match with Ted DiBiase where they just beat the shit out of each other, and they're both, like, busted open. It's I think you can find it on YouTube somewhere. It's It's fantastic. Here comes Mr. X. <laughs> Funny I, enough, he was in Jersey uh, last weekend at that one, the, the uh, one podcast that I've talked about in the past, where the guy Mr. who has a store right Mr. up the road X? from us, he, he was there last weekend. Mr. X was in Jersey? Yes. Hmm. You mean IRS? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still gotta stop in that store. I, I really want to like find a, a one weekend where I'm fucking free. I'm gonna hop in there and, and check it out. That's a store that looks like I I would just like get lost in. <coughs> it's funny with IRS again another guy who I I mean he had a good run in WWF but definitely not what his potential was. 
No. Um, well, he did have a t- good tag team run with Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Um, as Money Inc. They won, I think they were like two-time or three-time tag champs. Yeah, they were up there a few times. Yeah, but I mean, he was like, he was a tag team guy. He was part of the U.S. Express. And then yep. uh, after, um, did he, did he, I don't know if he left or if Wyndham left. One of yeah, them they left. Were. And broke up and that tag. IRS actually went to uh, Syracuse. Did he now? Yeah, he, that's where that's where that gimmick was from because they were the the wrestlers, mm-hmm. you know, like amateur wrestlers. He was from uh, Syracuse, and what's his name was from shit. I can't think of it now. Uh, I can't think of where he was from. Who Wyndham? Yeah, Wyndham was maybe like Michigan, Texas. Ohio State. Okay, it might have been one of them too. <coughs> but okay. IRS was definitely from Syracuse. Okay. Superfly Jimmy Snuka. And dead. Yeah. Dead and a murderer. <laughs> yes. When you think about it, he was, like, right now, he's got the guilty conscience of knowing he fucking killed a I chick. mean, yeah. Well, actually, no, I don't even think he gives a fuck. <laughs> no. Right now, he's thinking, I got away with fucking murder. <laughs> I got hit in the head with a coconut from the fucking guy who's in the ring right yeah, now. Yeah, that too. But he's probably thinking, like, I, nothing, I'm untouchable. I, I, <laughs> I killed someone and got away with it. For what, almost 30 years? Uh, I would say almost close to 40 years, pal. Because <laughs> that was early, what, 80s? Or even maybe late, was it think early it was, 80s, late 70s? It was early 80s. And I think he finally, I think it was in 2016 or 17, he finally got tried for it. Yep. But then he died, he died. and got out of it. <laughs> so he technically still got away with a murder. Yeah. <laughs> now, it thinned out in where it was only um, Ric Flair, and mm-hmm. now it's it's starting to get back up. And no one's been eliminated in the last, probably, what? It's been a little bit. 15 minutes? Um, let me see. Hercules was big. I think Big Bossman was the last guy to go. Yeah. Yeah, Big Bossman was the last one to go. Now, now you're looking at this. Well, I don't know. You might be a little bit ahead of me, but you have Flair and Piper fighting. Like I wonder, you know, and they were probably drinking buddies. They were definitely drinking buddies. But like, say after the match, like say one of them really hit one of them. You mm-hmm. know, like they they you know an accidental. Like I wonder if they ever. Like talked about that, like good hit or you know that one sucked. Or, I mean, like I wonder what the conversation is backstage. Probably good match for the two tired and no. they fucking go home. Oh, big one coming out now. Are you? Who, do you see something coming out now? Yes, it is the Undertaker. It sure is. And <coughs> him, and he is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gotta keep the cemetery alive. I mean, it's just tradition. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's crazy to think... Well, you're watching this now, and... It's crazy to, to think, like, he... The career he would have. Like, 20 years later, I'd still be watching that guy wrestle. Where a lot of these guys, I wasn't. So, yeah. it's just... Uh, you know, who would have known? And I remember watching it the night he debuted... And he just threw out Snooker. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's just 
Had a longer career than all those guys in that ring. And think about it, he's not even young here. He's got to be 28 here, probably. I would say probably in his late 20s. Yeah, I would say so, because he retired in his 50s. So... And really did not change. I mean, he always, he never got, like, he was never in shape. Mm-hmm. But he never got out of shape. No. No, well, he's always been wrestling. <laughs> I guess if, if you want to keep in shape, just always have a job where you're required to be in shape. And actually, on that WWE, um, the most treasured, they actually had, I watched the Undertaker episode, and they talk about his, you know, the purple gimmick, and the, they talked about a few of his gimmicks and the stuff that he had for that. Oh, really? See, I didn't watch that episode. I should check that out. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, I didn't watch that one. I, I remember seeing it, but I didn't. I didn't take a look at it. So we're up to number twenty-one now. We're almost we're getting to the end, almost. Oh boy, here we go! Oh yeah. I think how much coke is there's a lot of, through that body right now. That he sprinted in there. Think all that coke in that ring. He didn't slide all the way through. Between Roddy Piper and Macho Man, you have Scarface amounts of coke. Yeah. <laughs> and Jake Roberts, sorry. He didn't take off his bandana. He just came flying in like a fucking rocket. Yeah. There is a funny part that happens. It's, it's going to happen very soon. Where he eliminates himself. And they let him back in. Because obviously that wasn't supposed to happen. He wasn't supposed to jump over the top rope. But, you know, I guess adrenaline kind of fucked him up. But Now, is this when him and Jake were having their feud? Yeah, because when I saw them, when I went to that wrestling event about a week after this, they were the main event. Yeah, he just jumped over the thing to go after him. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, they were in the main event. It was it had one of my favorite endings. I always loved the ending to that match. Jake Roberts went to DDT Macho Man, but Macho Man held on to the top rope. So Jake Roberts just like fell to the floor, and then Macho Man uh, went to the top rope and did the elbow. A funny story. I had like a camera back then, and I had one picture left on the camera. So I bought it to this wrestling event. I said, I'm going to get a picture of Macho Man doing the elbow off the top rope. Because I knew he was wrestling. So I waited all fucking night. Macho Man goes to the top. He does the elbow. I snap the picture. I guess, what, two weeks later, I get the pictures back. Didn't come out. <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> I was so pissed. Did you actually watch this now? Not to cut off your story, but Sorry. it's funny that The Undertaker probably, in just wrestling knowledge, jumped out to save the story of Flair, or of Savage not getting, of eliminating himself. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he, he jumped out, and and immediately The Undertaker like stopped what he was doing and ran and jumped out and, and started fighting with him oh, to get really? him back into the ring. Oh, did he? Kind of distract oh. a little bit. I didn't know that. I, I mean, I didn't notice that, really. Yeah. That just shows that The Undertaker had, I mean, wrestling knowledge. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's no referee really in there to kind of tell him to go do it. He kind of just did it on his own. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so right now he's right fighting. now we have Duggan? Is that Duggan? We have Hacksaw, we have The Undertaker, mm-hmm. we have Flair, we have Piper, we have IRS and Machu. Good lineup. That's who's in there right now. Good line. I think Hacksaw's in the Hall of Fame. He should be, at least. Yeah. I don't know if IRS is, though. Would he be in for Money, Inc.? No, he definitely isn't. If he is, he's probably in as Mike Rotunda. But I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he is. And he should be, because he was a damn good wrestler. Nope. Now the, what is it, the Berserker? The Berserker. This With guy Mr. is... Fuji, who is yeah, also dead. Yeah. Berserker was like a... Um, Nordic? Like a Bruiser Brody knockoff a little bit. But apparently, I guess, him and Bruiser Brody were like really good friends. So when... Oh, really? Yeah, so when Brody died, he kind of took a lot of Brody's mannerisms as like a, as like a tribute to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I never got why he did like the huss, huss. But yeah. Brody used to do that. So that's why he did it. Um, I always thought he was kind of ahead of his time. I think if he was like in an ECW kind of thing, he could have really let loose and been like pretty damn Almost good. Almost Texas Jack. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if he, I think right place, he was in like the wrong place, wrong time with this. But if he really kind of went to like Japan or ECW or something, I think he really could have thrived there. Because I don't really think he did much other than, like, maybe, I think he was in WCW for a little bit. As, as uh, He was under his name, John Nord, and I think he was called the Viking. Um, yeah, the Viking. Yeah, but he didn't really do much there, because it was WCW. <clears throat> so, uh, so we're up to number... We got 23 coming out soon. Um, we're really rolling right along here. How you feeling, Tom? I'm alright, and <laughs> right now I'm watching it. The Undertaker is choking out Ric Flair, mm-hmm. who is being choked out by Piper, and now The Undertaker is choking both of them out. Yeah, I see. I'm watching it too. I'm watching <laughs> it too. <laughs> and here comes Virgil. Oh, here he is. Yep. The loneliest man ever. Yes. <clears throat> But it's funny because at this, I don't know about this point, but there was a time where Virgil was was pretty popular. It didn't last very long. No. But and he uh, was actually a good wrestler in, in the territories. He wasn't bad. He and he wasn't he won, bad I think, here. I think he won a heavyweight title in like one. You know, it's a minor one, but in one of the territories, I, he was a heavyweight champ. Yeah, and, I think so too. Um, the thing with Virgil though is that he's not very well liked. So yeah. He didn't like a lot of people refer to him as a as a fucking idiot. Yeah. But it's just funny. His gimmick was always, uh, a, like a making fun of somebody. Like he called Virgil because Dusty Rose was called was name real name was Virgil. Yes. He goes to WCW. They call him Vincent because Vincent McMahon, and they call him Shane for Shane McMahon. Like he is. Yeah. He just was just a lost cause, really. watch this it, it's funny because the Undertaker has been kind of focusing in on Flair 
and he's been choking him out, and it almost seems like they're biding time for Flair, like letting him rest and get, letting it be easy. Oh, definitely. That's what they're, they're definitely doing that. Yeah. Like, you can kind of see Undertaker, like, you can see Flair talking to him almost, if you yeah. look closely. But that's what they're doing. I mean, the guy is going to be in there for 60 minutes, so spoiler alert. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, of course, he's going to be laying around a lot and just kind of, like you said, biding his time. Just let him rest. <clears throat> so, we got number 24 coming in. And it is, uh, Colonel Mustafa, also known as the Iron Sheik. Yeah, I didn't like that they did this. <coughs> what was that? I didn't like that they did this. Make him the Iron... He, he was the Iron Sheik, make him the Iron Sheik. I never liked the... When they, they put him into this gimmick. Now, you see, when I... When I started watching wrestling, I think it was like 89-ish. So, I didn't know the Iron Sheik, really. So, when he came in as Colonel Mustafa, I just thought he was a new guy. Um... Until I was until I read wrestling magazines and they said who who it was and I kind of looked you know got to know it a little bit better but um yeah I, I don't know why the name changed I I think they just kind of wanted to go along with the Sergeant Slaughter character um yeah. but once Sergeant Slaughter became good like he he should just turn back into Iron Sheik I, I don't get it but. And it's funny because right now he's actively, well, he was actively fighting with Hacksaw. So you had that American Iraqi, yeah, conflict, if you will. It's like, do you have any coke? <laughs> so, so uh, we lost Tom, I think. So, uh, if, you're, if you're following along, we're at the fifty, we're almost at the fifty-one minute mark. <clears throat> um, and uh, there's a, uh, we got a Macho Man in the Ring, Ric Flair, Undertaker, Roddy Piper, whole mess of characters going on. Um, all right, so we're back. Uh, if you're following along, we're at 51 minutes, 22 seconds, 23, 24, 25, and here comes Rick Martell. He was doing the model. <laughs> yeah, I believe the model was was still going on at this point. He has lovely pink underwears on. Yes. Uh, now they you... were. It's weird. WWF was not afraid to kind of push that, like almost a little bit uh homoerotic type of thing mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. him, Adrian Adonis. <clears throat> yeah, they definitely uh, they definitely towed the line with some stuff. That's for sure. Uh, during that time. Yeah. Yeah, I will say I don't think I knew what uh, what gay was at this time. Well, maybe no. I did. I was ten. How old was I? Yeah, I just turned ten a couple months prior to this, so maybe I did. I watched in Living Color, so I kind of I guess I kind of knew. Yeah. <laughs> and the Iron Sheik has been eliminated. Yes, he has. Yeah, you you moved inside. I see. You toasty warm. Yes. Are you in the yeah. Are you in the bull cave or the bull the bull ring or? Yes, I'm in the basement right now. I'm actually sitting in my old green recliner. I see. I see. Yes. Is, is there anything? I haven't sat in this in a long time, so it's nice to get back to it. It, it missed me. Is there anything down in the basement now, or is it just like? 
Oh, it's filled with shit. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah those, those are some good episodes we did down there. Yes. We did a lot of interviews down there. Yeah, it, we would not be able to do that now because it is just chock full of stuff. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. So. But it's funny, um, Piper is still in there, and he actually had a singles, he was the only one who had a singles match <coughs> in the pay-per-view. And it was when he won the Intercontinental title. Yes. Um, and it, uh, big one for you, Joe. Yeah, here comes Hogan. Yeah, so he fought the Mountie. Now, this is the, this is, I didn't, this is a crazy story. I don't know if this is true or not. So, Bret Hart was the Intercontinental Champion. He was supposed to wrestle the Mountie, at, I think at this event, for the IC title. He ended up dropping it two days before this at a house show. And the reason why they kept, they kept saying, like, oh, he had the flu or something like that. The rumor was his contract ended. He was talking with WCW, and he was going to maybe go to WCW and appear at Clash of the Champions, which was happening two days after this. I think it was Clash of the Champions 18. Long story short, he didn't end up going. Um, but Jesse Ventura actually de- debuted at that Clash of the Champion, so it's kind of funny, but, uh, that's the rumor why he dropped the title, <coughs> and Hogan just eliminated the Undertaker. Now, did you like this Hogan shirt? No. I didn't like this. I, I always loved Hulk Rules, that shirt. Okay. Yeah. No, it didn't last long. Nope, didn't, it did None of his shirts last a long time. There's Hogan and Flair. I always thought they dropped the ball with this. They they should have had those two wrestling at yeah. WrestleMania. I don't know why they didn't do that. I don't know why they didn't do that. A lot of people say that, that they kind of dropped the ball on it. Now, now, now next is Skinner. Did you like Skinner? I like the gimmick. I didn't think he got a good enough push, but when you think about it, you know how many people that he trained? Oh, tons. He was a huge trainer for wrestling. Yeah, he was like a uh, like a Tom Pritchard. Like, he trained yes. a lot of people. A lot of people. Uh. And now IRS is wearing Hogan shirt. Yeah, you know, I've always wondered about that. Like, why... Why did he just keep that on? I don't. I don't get it. Uh, it is off now. That's probably why he he kept it on so he could fling him. But yes, uh, Steve Kern. I think he was part of the. Um, oh, what what was a tag team? Not the Body Donnas. That was Candida. No. The 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 magnet. Uh, the beautiful. Oh, uh, what the hell was it? Were they called? Who's going to kill me? It was like that, mag- mag- like the magnificent, magnificent ones, or something like that. Yeah, or something like that. But uh, yeah, very good wrestler. You're right; he trained a lot of people, a lot of people. But he, like a mid carter at best. If yeah, at best. <laughs> The fabulous ones. That's it. Yeah, that was close. 
Now Hogan is wearing the shirt, and that got flipped off again. Yes. <laughs> we're getting to the end, Tom. We're almost uh, we're at number 28 now. You're all toasty warm in your green chair, and I'm outside. My my feet are frozen. And here we got Sergeant Slaughter. <coughs> I mean, when you really think about it right now, the way that this is going down, you really only have three, if you want to throw Piper in there, four big names in there mm -hmm. at this point. Sergeant right. Slaughter's obviously at the end of his career. IRS is a tag team guy. Yeah. Mid-Carter, you know, yeah. Martel is, you know, a mid-Carter at best. So, at this point, if you were a, a fan, this could kind of go any way. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, to think about it, that would you think... Obviously, we, we're going to know the end of it soon, but whoever won, do you think that that would have been your pick to win? No. I mean, it really was great vision that they had to put him over like because that. Because at that at this point, if you, like, they always said, the, like, the lower the number you drew, you had no chance. Yes. So I was like, oh, he came in three. He'll, he's going to go out eventually. Someone's going to get him out. <laughs> because no one ever lasted that long. So I was just kind of waiting for it. And here comes Sid Justice. Who is also at that, uh, he was at the other one. I think he was at the, uh, oh, what, the, the competing the toy one? store one. There's <coughs> one that's a wrestling thing, and then there's another one that's like up the road from it that is like all old school toys. Yeah. But he was there. And if you actually look at him now, for as massive as he was, he doesn't look as big. He looks, I don't want to say old, but like he, he just doesn't. He's not in as like ridiculous physique as he was here. Really, he looks like a small guy. Like oh, he like almost pretty. shrunk. Really, I'm sure he's probably still. You know, I mean, obviously he's still like six foot six, but yeah. he doesn't look it. Well, yeah, he was on Raw maybe like five or six years ago, maybe longer than that, and he still looked all right. But I mean, that was a while ago. Yeah, I uh, I always liked Sid. I was like, he was just like. Something about him, like he just seemed deranged, and he just yeah. had like that. He was just imposing. He was very psycho. Yeah, he was psycho, <laughs> and very vicious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, he does an elimination on Sergeant Slaughter in this Rumble. That might be one of my favorite Royal Rumble eliminations of all time. And do you know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, you'll see it. You can't miss it. I mean. He launches them. <laughs> You'll see. Should be coming up any minute now. But uh, and just now, I mean, to to show how good of a, an athlete Sid was. I mean, this is a big guy. He did one of those like snap flips where he like he snapped himself and stood up. Yeah. I mean, a hell of an athlete. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Here comes the warlord. The last one, number 30. <clears throat> Another guy who I thought kind of maybe right place, right time. He could have been something, but he didn't really. Yeah. Nothing really happened. It's funny. 
he was managed by Harvey Whippleman, who managed Sid. Yep. That's right. So it's funny that they always put Harvey Whippleman, who was a very tiny guy, with giants. Yeah, they. Th- yeah, I think that was done on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, it was done. I think that was done. I think it was make, to make the other guy look huge. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh, Holy shit! There we go. You saw it. Yeah. That is one of my favorite rumble eliminations of all time. Sid just you think launched. Was planned that way, or do you think he actually like? I don't know, but I thought he killed him the first time I seen it. <laughs> he just and I mean, launched... Slaughter wasn't a young guy at this time. Either. No. Slaughter could take a bump. Yeah. He could take a bump, but like they're still checking on him. If you see, <laughs> they're still checking on him. Looked like he killed him. There he and goes. He, it's, it's funny. He's actually being a special guest at a wrestling event. There's a small promotion that's up in Newburgh mm-hmm. by our area. And he's actually going to be at the uh, show for that. Who, Slaughter? Yeah. Really? He's making a, a special guest appearance. Oh, that's awesome. I think he still works for WWF. I could be wrong. It could be Vince wrong. Vince is always loyal, though. If you are a good employee to him, he will keep you around forever. Well, he's in, in the ambassador program for WWE. Okay. Yeah, I guess he doesn't do backstage anymore. Well, he just released, uh, what's his name? Briscoe this year. Jerry oh, Briscoe. really? Yeah, after what, like 40 years? Yeah, that had to have been 40 years. Yeah, a long, long time. But I think, you know, I think the pandemic kind of hurt WWE. <laughs> they make their bread and butter on these live shows. Yeah, yeah, that's what it I mean, is. You look at you look at the crowd right now. There's probably what twenty thousand people. Probably. Yeah. And Piper's eliminated. Yep. Piper was in there a long, long she time. Sure was. Yeah. Here we go. Final four. I always was pissed the way Macho Man got eliminated here, and you're gonna see. It was just so like. It was just so anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna see right now how he got eliminated. I was just like, "That's it! Like that's how he go. That's how he goes." Yeah, like, right there. Yeah, just like ridiculous. I I just I always thought that was so stupid. It's funny though. You you almost see it had to go down this way because you have Flair, the smallest guy, mm-hmm. against the two. Uh, there's another signature Flair yep. move. The flip on the uh, the turnbuckle. At this time, these are the three biggest guys, so it almost looks... uh, and There he goes. Now, the funny part is that a lot of people cheered this at the time. And uh, when they re-released it, like on, I think, video cassette, they edited in, like, boos instead of cheers when Hogan got eliminated. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was around this time a lot of people started getting tired of Hogan. I was not one of them, but a lot of people did. And here we go. And that's that. Flair wins. A very anticlimactic ending for that. It, yeah, I mean, the focus wasn't really on him. It was on Hogan. Yeah. But a very good rumble. Uh, I'm glad we watched this. 
but it's just, uh, and here we go, like, you know, just, Flair runs out of the ring. Now, was Henning out there the entire time? No, no, I don't think anybody was. I think he probably came down at the end. Yeah, no managers were. <coughs> wow, is that is that uh Pat Patterson there? Yeah. With dark hair. It's weird that you see him and you see a few of these guys that y- you knew from back in the day. Mm-hmm. And you never knew them as being this. Because they were territory guys. But then, you know, eventually when it got to that point where, um, you know, it was the Stooges and this and that, you knew them then. Like, yep. it was weird that they were always there, but you never knew who they were. I know. I know. I always thought that, especially the the blonde guy with the glasses. He had, like, the, the mo-cut kind of thing, like the bull-cut. There he is. Oh, right yeah, there. Yeah. I used to see him all the time. Like he always came out for like separating wrestlers. Um, I forget his name. It was like a French name. He died not that long ago, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, but there's Pat Patterson. I think that's Chief J Strongbow. The shorter guy. Um, In the suit. Yes. <laughs> yep. And like the olive green. Yeah. Suit Jack. I think that's Chief J. Strongbow. Wow, it's just weird seeing Patterson with, with dark hair. Yeah, it is, right? It definitely is. <laughs> so this would lead to their WrestleMania match, which would kind of <coughs> be one of Hogan's last matches in, in WWF. I think he would come back a year later for WrestleMania 9, but for the first run, this would be Sort of like the coming toward the end. Um, Sid wouldn't last too much longer after this. I think after WrestleMania 8, he was pretty much gone. And he wouldn't come back till 95. Now, it's funny you have Bobby the Brain here for the interview. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is a great... They're like all dead. that Flair had for it. Uh, with the exception of Flair, all these guys are dead. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But this, it's funny that you hear, the way Flair talks about this, for him being a, how many, you know, NWA, mm-hmm. Jim Crockett, WCW champ, to say this, I mean, he must have really had a lot of resentment towards Turner and WCW and was it Jim Hurd? Jim Hurd at this time. Yeah, well, they 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 were fucking with him. They wanted to change him. They wanted to give him, like, a Roman Gladiator gimmick. Like, he he left there, and he got pissed. And that's yeah. why he left. <coughs> but it was about a year after this, he would go back. So it wouldn't... Because Jim Hurd was gone at that point. Yeah. So it didn't last long. But he's gone on record to say, like, this is probably, like, the, the highlight of his career. Was winning this title at this at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, I read a lot of wrestling magazines. So when he came in, I was just like, "Wow, this is like a." It was a big thing because you didn't really see too many guys, big names from the other one, come over this, to WWF. 
So when he came over, I was like, oh, that's, wow, this is pretty big. And I thought they were going to like kind of have like a some kind of crossover between the two companies, but it never happened. Like, you know, I, I didn't know. I was 10. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, I mean, again, if you haven't watched this, go, go watch his speech. It's probably one of the one of the uh, better promos of all time. The tear in my eye speech. Yeah. And that's that. Yeah. That's that. We watched it, Tom. We're done. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch it again, though, because I want to hear the commentary. What are you going to do? I want to watch it again. I'm not tonight, obviously, but yeah. I want to hear the commentary. I might, yeah, because I, I, the commentary is a, a, a very huge part of the show. So, well, we hope you liked our um, our Royal Rumble watch-along. It's been 30 years of that. Uh, if you haven't, well, we'll sorry. We'll, we'll, give you a, we'll give you a better episode next time. <laughs> Hopefully I won't be as sick. Um, yeah, I enjoy doing this because it, it is fun to reminisce and watch and then relive some of the things and trying to put the, the time pieces together. I enjoy doing this. I, I loved it. I had a great time watching it. I, I loved like kind of like looking back and like us talking about wrestling and kind of staying on one subject. It was, I, had a, I had a lot of fun tonight. Yes. Uh, well, if you, if you like what we do and you want to kind of see more of this, you can find us on... Uh, Twitter, Bull in the Ring PC, Instagram, Bull Ring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom. You can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Apple, oh, sorry, Google Podcasts, and Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And uh, rate and review us so other people find us. Um, yeah, and I guess, I guess that's it. Tom, anything you'd like to say before we leave tonight? <laughs> Very nice. Alright, well until next time, I am Joe. And I am Tom. And we'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Ring.